taking care of our bodies is the gift that keeps on giving because if you don't have your health, you truly don't have much. Um, I mean, look, you can enjoy life in whatever health, in whatever state of health you're at. But if your goal is to be healthy and vibrant and make a big splash in the world, it's going to be a lot easier to do that in a body that feels vibrant and alive. It's the Health in the Real World podcast. It's time to start the show with Chris Jenke as your host. Here to give you everything that you need when it comes to fitness strategies. We keep it simple and easy. It's your roadmap to get healthy. You don't need equipment and you don't need a gym. Just the right strategies to get you fit and trim. The Health in the Real World podcast is sponsored by most exercises and workouts, whether they be running, biking, elliptical, rowing machine, traditional weightlifting, or even CrossFit, do not give you a balanced workout. And when you do workouts that neglect even one area, you're out of balance, resulting in pain and injury as well. Achieve your goals with the fitness program your chiropractor would love. Visit chrisjenke.com pod to watch the free video. Hello and welcome to Health in the Real World. I'm Chris Janke and I'm joined today with uh, Cody Marr. Cody has a, a great story. She's a coach. Um, she helps people achieve their health goals and uh, has been through quite, uh, quite a story, Cody. It sounds like uh, uh, we have some, some cool stuff to talk about. How are you doing today? Yeah, I'm great. How are you, Chris? I'm doing great. I'm doing great. Well, thank you again for joining me. Um, give us uh, a little detail about what you've been through and what has kind of informed where you are as a, uh, as a coach um, and, and everything that you talk about with people. Sounds good. I will. Um, so I started off my professional life as a circus performer, actually in the circus. I was an aerialist and I taught adult aerial classes and um, performed all over the world. And then about 12 years ago, I was diagnosed with an inflammatory bowel disease called ul- ulcerative colitis. Um, And I went through, you know, I was pretty well managed with medication for the first seven or so years and things got really rough for me in 2010. And I ended up having to have my entire large intestine removed and um, six subsequent abdominal surgeries. So that all happened, funnily enough, right as I was going to health coaching school. So I was sort of immersed in my own wellness process and in the learning of wellness. So yeah, that's really what informs my work with people today is my own experience. Of course, I have bits and pieces that I pull from, you know, different certifications that I've done, but really it's been from my own training ground of my own body. Yeah. You know, I think that's where you really get the kind of street credit, right? It's like, you know, I've been through it and I can coach you through it as well. Yeah. Yeah. hundred percent. What was, uh, how long ago was this, the surgery? This, um, well, they started in 2013. I had my third sur- first surgery in 2013, and my last surgery was in 2018. So it's been about four years. Okay. Okay. And uh, so the, the people that you coach and, and help with their, with their health journeys, mm-hmm. are a lot of them coming from a similar background, or, or do you get all kinds of people all over the spectrum? Yeah, I get all kinds of people. What I'm really zeroing in on these days is working with something that I'm calling chronic wellness. It's a program that I'm actually developing right now. And it's designed for the chronic illness community, but 
that is a pretty expansive definition in my book because if someone's waking up and not feeling their best every day, I sort of consider that a chronic, you know, maybe not illness by the books, but a chronic unwellness, right? So I'm really passionate about helping people sort of shift out of the mindset of illness and the mindset of disease and the mindset of diagnosis and really uh, work with the principle that our, our bodies are at any given time mostly well. And we just are trained to focus on what's wrong because that's the society and the brains that we all have. We focus on the negative. It's just part of being human. So really, you know, I'm working with a wide variety of people, but it's all geared around helping them feel empowered in their own wellness and having skills and tools and ways that they can work with their wellness on a daily basis so that, you know, when illness does come around, it's a different experience. That makes a lot of sense. I like how, I like how you say that, that we're, our bodies are mostly well. Yes, yes. Yeah. Um, one of my favorite people to listen and learn from is Dr. Zach Bush. And he says, you know, he's worked with cancer patients for a long time. And he said that when someone comes into his office who has a cancer diagnosis, he spends two hours, first things, talking to them about what about their body as well. What is well, you know, what is working well? Um, you know, obviously when I've, I've experienced this too, you know, it's very challenging when you're not feeling well to focus on wellness and to focus right. on the parts of your body. But, you know, it can be really life-changing simply to wake up every day if you are struggling with something chronic um, and just be like, wow, you know, my hands feel great today. I can really move my, my knees are really feeling loose or whatever it is. So you know, I really work on a, in a holistic manner. So it's not just about diets and supplements, which I'm incredibly well-versed in, but it's also about training our minds to support our bodies. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It's interesting. I mean, even something like, you know, if you're feeling on top of the world and then you stub your toe, like that one toe stub takes all your attention and we now put it on that and every good feeling part of your body from before you're just not aware of it anymore because everything is in that toe right yeah it's fascinating right i'm i'm really interested in this this part of our human experience and i know there's a lot of reasons why we do that you know we're we're wired this way we're wired to focus on the negative for reasons right. and um, and we live in a, most of us live in a pretty stressful relatively situation. So it's, it's not surprising, but it is amazing how it, that's such a good example, something like a splinter or, you know, a hangnail or whatever it is can really just become the entire focus of your day. Right. Um, but for me, you know, because I've dealt with chronic pain for so long, um, I really had to learn this. And most people that have some sort of chronic problem in their life, learn that they can sort of function with the pain. And it becomes this, you know, this sort of dance that you're doing where, you know, you might be in a conversation and laughing with friends and an incredible pain at the same time. And, you know, I feel like sometimes we get into this trap in the wellness world where it's like, we have to be a hundred percent well at all times. And that's success. And that's what it means to be healthy. And actually for me, what it means to be healthy is like really holding one in each hand and being like, you know, I stub my toe, my toe really hurts, but I can still really enjoy this beautiful sunset, or I can mm. still really enjoy this amazing conversation that I'm having with a friend. And it doesn't have to be about this pursuit of perfect health at all times. Right, right. So how do you have any practical strategies as far as how you do, as you said, um, hold one in both hands? Like, how, yeah. how, do you, how do you do that? 
Well, a lot of it for me in terms of when I'm working with people has to do with setting up, you know, ways to train your brain throughout the day. Like it's, you know, it's one thing to have, it's great to have a morning practice or an evening practice or whatever people do, but really having something, I call it an anchor, an anchor that you can do multiple times a day that brings you back to something that you've committed to. So when I'm working with someone like, all right, let's commit to chronic wellness together. Like let's commit to that. We're going to commit to that. We're going to create, we're both in this commitment. You've made the commitment. And now how do we really start to infuse that commitment into multiple moments of your day? Because that's how change happens. You know, it happens with consistency. So it can be as simple as for me, it's really simple. It's just like, when I catch myself in stress, I put my hand right here. I take one deep breath and I just like say, I'm well, and I'm safe. And that's it. And it took a while to remember to do that. So there's strategies like setting an alarm on your phone to go off annoyingly every hour, which really work. They work really well. Um, And, and then over time it's become more of a habit. Like I notice when I don't let myself get to a certain level of stress before that starts to happen for me. So it's really about these small, I'm, I'm all about small practices that can be infused in your regular daily life that over time, a week, a month, a year, you're going to feel, oh, wow, I'm in a much different place than I was before. Right. You're right. And I can definitely attest to those alarms or doing something like that, where you're, you're just so hyper aware of this new habit that you want to build that you're, you're putting it in your calendar, your day planner. It's just like everywhere. Mm-hmm. And, and that's really how our bodies learn is through habit, through, you know, repetition. And, uh, and yeah, once, once you've repeated it enough, it just becomes a part of you. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And I think a lot of times the breath is a really big part of this for people because when we're in pain, we don't really breathe. It's kind of, you know, this sort of catch 22, like breathing helps relax you and helps with pain. But when you're in pain, you clench, you clench up and you tense up and whether it's emotional pain or physical pain or um, spiritual pain, it can be any type of pain, but so many people just aren't breathing. And it's something that we really have to train ourselves to do, especially if we're adults, you know, kids, they don't, they, most of the time they're doing just great with the breathing. But um, as we, uh, as we become adults and we have all these like mini traumas and major traumas, breathing becomes deep breathing, real breathing becomes less and less. And so it can be so transformative to really just make yourself take three deep breaths, six times a day, three times a day, two times a day. It's, it's getting, you know, the nervous it's, I work a lot with the nervous system because our nervous system is really in charge of healing in a lot of ways. For example, if your nervous system is in this stressed out fight or flight state at all times, there's no energy going towards repair. So it's really, you know, breaking it down, finding these simple ways that you can just start to make step-by-step changes, um, in your daily experience, in your daily habits without, feeling overwhelmed by like, okay, here's your health program. And now you're going to do everything differently. Like That doesn't usually work out. Right. Right. That doesn't definitely does not usually work out. That's I, yeah, I like the simplicity of it. It's like just breathing. And, and that's something that's obviously free. It's in Mm -hmm. abundance. There's air everywhere. And, um, and, and again, we have the technology to be able to remind us if we do, if we are so busy that we even forget to breathe and just like, your alarm goes off and like, Hey, take three deep breaths. You're like, Oh yeah, I I have time for this. Yeah, I can do this. Right. And it'll be shocking at times for, I mean, it was for me is like, sometimes I will turn that alarm off. I will be like, no, I will not breathe right now. And that in and of itself (laughs) is, 
interesting to learn, yeah, right? I literally, everything else is more important than breathing, which is, <laughs> it is, yeah, when you're kind of removed from it, you're like, well, that's weird. Why would I yeah. even ever think that, right? No, but it's true. Those alarms will go off and be like, no, not now. I'm busy, you know? Um, yeah. yeah. And, you know, I, I work with a lot of things, you know, my, um, one of the things I always say to myself when I'm working with somebody is eliminate the duh. And to me, what that means is what, like someone comes to me with digestive problems, right? So, yeah. you know, sometimes we want to overcomplicate things like, oh, I'm bloated all the time. And I, oh, it's just not digesting. Okay. It must be a major food allergy or a big disease. And sometimes I'm like, well, are you chewing your food? No, no, I'm not. I'm not chewing. Chewing is like, if someone has, you know, if someone listening to this happens to have a digestive problem and no one's ever said like, hey, try chewing intentionally a lot. That's always the first, first course of action. And I've seen it so many times be radically changing um, because that's another thing. We get into these, it's, it's the same thing. We're in this sort of revved up state. We, we maybe have 20 minutes to eat our lunch. And you're, if you're eating a salad, you're barely chewing it. And then your digestive system has to do all that work, which leads to a lot of, um, can lead to problems for certain people. So again, mm -hmm. it, it is always, I'm always coming back to these really simple, simple you know, keep it easy, keep it gentle is really mottos that I tell myself in my own life um, and with clients, because it doesn't have to be this like hard regimented thing. Most people that want to improve their wellness need less of that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Everyone's tried every fad diet and everything out there, but, but right. How often are you taking deep breaths and how often are you adequately chewing your food? Um, let's go down the food route for a minute. Yeah, let's do it. Do you, Cause you know, you mentioned like setting timers and setting alarms and stuff like that. So I'm thinking maybe something like this might be beneficial, like setting a timer maybe at, at how many, is there like a number, like how many bites or how mm -hmm. many chews should you take per swallow? Like what is the yes. number? Ideally it's 20 to 25. Most people, okay. I, when I was first learning how to chew, I would go to restaurants or whatever and just watch and count people chewing and be like, wow, they only chewed three times. Oh my God. He only chewed two times, you know? And so what I do is now it's second nature. So this is one, this is a very rewarding habit because your body really does pick up on it quickly. Like now it is innate to me. I do not have to think about chewing. I'm always chewing my food. Yes. Um, however, the, when you first start, I think just counting in your head and I tell people choose one meal a day because it's, it's actually really, um, it can be difficult. It can be difficult to slow down that much to actually chew. Yeah. So I'm just like, choose one meal a day. And for that one meal a day, make sure you have time and space. I don't care if you're watching TV or doing whatever you think you're not supposed to do when you're eating. Um, but just count every single bite of food and count to 20 every single time, even if it's something. And here's the key, even if it's a smoothie, even if it's oatmeal, even if it doesn't mm -hmm. really matter because there's all these enzymes in our mouth and digestion starts in the mouth. And so our mouth is sort of, um, sending signals to the rest of our digestive tract, like here's what's coming. And there's enzymes that are breaking down the food so that the digestive system down lower down doesn't have to work as hard. So it's a really, really um, important process chewing. Right. Right. And especially the, the saliva, I think has, especially the, the enzyme that digests carbohydrates, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so we can just completely just like, I mean, like, for example, uh, a friend of mine has digestive issues and when he eats fruit, if he just inhales the fruit, it just gives him all kinds of issues mm. versus like if he chews adequately and mixes the saliva, I'm, 
I mean, he was up and going to the bathroom in like five minutes. He's like, Oh, yep. It's working. Mm-hmm. And, and so it's really interesting. And like you said, it, it sort of communicates with the stomach, like, Hey, this is what's coming down the pipe. You know, we got some fruit coming down or we got some meat or whatever you just ate. Right. Yeah. Um, it's really interesting. Yeah. And it doesn't have to be again, like, you know, I've, I've done all that, like mindful eating and don't have any distractions and all this stuff. And I think that that's a lot to ask of someone that's already stressed out about food and stressed out about eating. So it's, it can be really simple, like one bite, you really notice what you're eating. Oh, wow. Look at this lettuce or whatever it is. It doesn't have to be this whole change. Like now I'm going to, you know, chew everything perfectly. It's just, again, it's like the same thing with the breathing. It's just taking every single day, taking those small steps towards where you want to be. Because if you just say to someone like, Hey, Chris, you're going to chew your food, every single thing you put in your mouth 25 times a day. And that's it. And it's like, cool. Maybe you'll do that for a day or two. And then you'll be like, forget this. This is not happening. You know? Right. right. I like that. Just one, you know, one meal a day. Mm -hmm. And, and it gives you permission to keep your other habits that you had. Maybe, maybe, maybe you really only have three minutes to eat your lunch. And, and for me to tell you, or for you to tell somebody like, Hey, you got to chew your food every single time that, that maybe is unrealistic. So I like that kind of step-by-step realistic approach. How do, how do clients respond to it? Like, what do you see initially? Is there resistance? And then like one month, six months down the line, like what's, what's kind of like a typical um, result uh, track that you see? Well, recently, this was my favorite, you know, I was working with this woman and she, a lot of people that end up coming to me are people that have tried everything. Like that's sort of who ends up in my lap, um, metaphorically, not physically, but, um, she said, I've tried every diet. I've tried every this. I'm just so bloated. I said, okay, great. And she was very resistant. She's like, I'm not changing what I eat. I'm like, you don't have to, it's totally fine. Let's just try chewing. So she literally texted me the next morning and she was like, I'm not bloated. Oh my God. She said she felt what's interesting. is she said she felt really sort of ashamed and sad because it was so simple. And I said, mm-hmm. you know, yeah, of course that's going to come up too, because it's like, you've been re- avoiding this thing, you know, but yeah, I, I, things like that happen all the time where it's like a day later. And then usually what happens is there's a period where then like with everything, you start to feel better and you kind of forget about it. Right. Mm-hmm. So right. There's, there's usually this wave with chewing. It's like initially people are like, wow, I can't believe it. I'm so much less bloated. I have so much more energy. And then because they feel less bloated and have more energy, they're kind of let it go a little bit. And then they're like, oh, I let it go. And then it comes back. And it's just kind of this wave that happens until like, you know, it does end up end up evening out for most people where they just kind of come into balance with it. It just becomes part of their life. And I'll say, for example, my husband, who of course is <laughs> my un- unwilling client at all times, um, you know, he now sort of self does it. He's like, oh man, I'm really bloated. I must not be chewing. You know, it's just like, it just becomes this thing that gets incorporated. Yeah. 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 That's great. Yeah. Uh, I'm really glad you said that thing about where, you know, you'll, you'll, get the habit, you'll get it down. And then you sort of forget about it. It goes back down. That sort of takes any burden off of anyone's shoulders. Who's watching this into thinking that they have to be perfect right off the bat. Cause as easy as it sounds, like even a few minutes ago, when you said, when I was first learning to chew, like, like that just struck me as like, you know, like we learn to chew. Well, we learned to chew originally when we we're what, like one, two years old yeah. and, uh, and, and relearning how to chew is definitely something that you know, like breathing, it's like, oh, it's right in front of me the whole time. And, and, uh, and I just needed to do it. 
Yeah, 100%. And it's interesting if you watch babies, if you have the opportunity to watch a baby that's just starting to eat food, they will eat the same cracker for like an hour. Like, oh, will, man. That like, cracker is like a mush. The cracker turns into like this oatmeal looking thing. It's so gross. Exactly. And like they're like holding it. There's saliva all over it. And there's so much intelligence in that, right? Because they're really like by the time it gets to their intestines, like the intestines don't have to do anything. It's just like <laughs> already digested for them. Um, so it's interesting. A lot of these healthy habits are things that are innate to us and we just need to wake them up again. Like right. it's innate to us to chew. It's innate to us to take deep breaths. It's innate. It's innate to us to get out in the sun every day. Um, and I think like, you know, that's just, I think, if anyone takes anything from our conversation, it's like, it doesn't have to be difficult and there is no rush, you know, there's no rush to be, have the perfect health right now. Like just slowing down and being, you know, something that I come back to a lot too. You were asking in the beginning about how to work with chronic illness and the, you know, how do you get towards a chronic wellness state is just being happy with where my health is at today and remembering where I've come from, you know, wow, five years ago, this two years ago, that, um, and sometimes you have to have other people remind you because it's harder when you're the one going through it, but really just affirming for yourself that this is something that I'm, I'm committed personally myself to lifelong wellness. That's just, it's, I'm excited about it. It's what I want. And if it's something that excites you, which I'm guessing most people watching this are at least a little excited about health and wellness. I hope so. <laughs> yeah, I think so. Um, then just know that you can take it slow. You have your whole life and, you know, you don't, it's, there's no rush and there's no hurry to have the perfect health right now. Just enjoying where you're at is going to be helpful and getting you where you want to go. Right. Totally, totally true. Yeah. Um, well, Cody, I want to give you a chance to, that, that already, you just did a motivational speech right there, but I'm going to give you a chance <laughs> to do a bigger motivational speech. You this betcha. Is the, the last question that I like to end on is sure. like really big picture, you know, goals, life principles in general. If you're addressing, let's say like a graduating class and uh, you're giving a talk, uh, one minute talk on how to get the most out of your life. Mm. No pressure. All right. Yeah, I got that. <laughs> I would say slow down, slow down is the, is my biggest principle. Slow down, be gentle, um, take care of your body. It might not seem like if you are someone that's watching this, that is already healthy and they do feel good already, you know, revel in that and take care of that. The more we take care of ourselves, the more we honor, um, what our body needs in a moment to moment basis, the more we love ourselves, the more we wake up and spend time being like, Oh, I love you. You're so amazing body. Even if you don't believe it, just saying those words, it's not only going to improve your physical well-being, but it's going to improve your emotional well-being, your ability to enjoy life. Like taking care of our bodies is the gift that keeps on giving because if you don't have your health, you truly don't have much. Um, I mean, look, you can enjoy life in whatever health, in whatever state of health you're at. But if your goal is to be healthy and vibrant and make a big splash in the world, it's going to be a lot easier to do that in a body that feels vibrant and alive. So I would say, take, take it easy, be gentle on yourself, keep learning, keep exploring, and just be open to what comes your way. Awesome. Thank you, Cody, for that. Yeah. Uh, how do, how do people, how do people get in touch with you? How do people learn more about what you do and sure. chewing and uh, websites? How to chew. 
how to chew and how to breathe, right? <laughs> how to chew and how to breathe. Simple thing. Yeah. So I'm on social media. Um, I'm on mostly on Instagram at agency underscore wellness, just like it sounds. Um, and you can also go on my website, which is agencywellness.org. Um, yeah, that's the main ways. Agency wellness. Nice. Well, again, this is Health in the Real World with Cody Marr. I'm Chris Janke. And uh, thank you again, Cody, for joining me today. Thanks. My pleasure. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Health in the Real World show. Make sure to like and subscribe and comment down below. Visit mycorebalance.com to learn more.